A very good morning again and welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show. It is approaching 10 past 8 Australian Eastern Daylight Time through New South Wales and the ACT and 10 past 7 Australian Eastern Standard Time through Queensland. Will Davies and Matt Burke with you. Berkey, a very good morning. Uh, Newcastle 2, Manchester City 3, Manchester United 2, Tottenham 2 in the Premier League mm. and the Socceroos 2-0 against India over the weekend. A lot of tennis, a lot of cricket. Always a joy to have you in here. What uh, stood Hello, out Will. for you? Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to tonight. Mm. Uh, Alex Demon are taking on Milos Raonic and um, we just heard Roger Rashid talk about it before. I don't think he's going to have too much trouble, but uh, the big serving Canadian, that's that's what he's got in his armoury. Um, but it'd be nice to see uh, Demon go into the second week. He's, he's struggled at the Australian Open. Uh, and remember, we had that, that great run just recently, uh, defeating Djokovic, Fritz, and uh, Alexander Zverev, I think it was. Um, and so he's got some confidence behind him. You just like to see that momentum continue to get on that good roll, uh, like some of the others had their their presence starting last night on, on an earlier day, which is your hero this week. Yeah, I, I liked that. One more day, One spreads more day it out a little bit. Uh, the later finishes, uh, the early starts, etc., potentially uh, easing that burden. And uh, some great matches today, as well as Demon on around it's tonight. Daniel Medvedev takes on French qualifier Terence Mane from midday. Coco Goff takes on Anna Schmidlova of Slovakia. Stefana Sitsipats plays Belgium lucky loser Zizou Bergs. Felix Auger-Aliassime against Dominic Team. Roger favouring Dominic Team in that one. Carolina Garcia against Naomi Osaka. He's in the Naomi Osaka camp. Adrian Manorino taking on Stan Vavrinka. Also in action today, Andy Murray, Gail Monfils, Paula Bedosa, Denis Shapovalov. Uh, Aussies in action today, Storm Hunter. Alexi Popperin playing Mark Polmans. Daria Saville plays. Omar Jaseka. Taylor Preston against Alina Svitolina. Alexander Vukic taking on Jordan Thompson. Rinky Hijikada plays Jan Leonard Stroff of Belgium and James Duckworth against Lucas Van Asch. Those are the Australians in action. A lot of NFL to sink our teeth into as well. Uh, in about 20 minutes' time, the first of the playoff games today does begin, and it's the Packers at the Cowboys, uh, and then it is the Rams at the Lions. The Packers... Uh, are outsiders against the Cowboys, giving away about a seven and a half head start, and uh, the Rams against the Lions. Lions favourites with Tab, but the uh, the Rams favoured, uh, giving away that uh, that field goal as well. Tomorrow the Steelers at the Bills. That match was post uh, well, it was moved a day later because of the weather, and then the Eagles at the Buccaneers. So uh, some great NFL taking place at the moment. The Chiefs beat the Dolphins yesterday, twenty six to seven, and the CJ Stroud show against the Browns. CJ the youngest quarterback to win an NFL playoffs game in league history. 45-14 the score. Uh, Stroud was subbed out after three quarters, throwing for 274 yards, three touchdowns, 16 of 21, no interceptions. Uh, a lot of people excited about CJ Stroud and the Texans. Before we roll on, though, Berkey, very pleased to say we are joined on the line by Olympic Games gold medalist, uh, former canoe athlete and the deputy chef de mission of Australia's Paris 2024 Olympic Games team, Ken Wallace. Ken, a very good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. Great. Really good. Really excited. Huge year across the Olympic Games movement with the Paris Olympics in July of this year. But ahead of that, there's a Youth Olympic Games in Gangwon. The Pacific Games was late last year. Um, the Youth Olympics in Gangwon, a great opportunity for some of Australia's best young athletes to get an idea of what it's like to be at those major multi-sport events. Um, what sort of teams Australia sending uh, to, to the Games there in Korea? 
It's going to be an exciting week. We've got Ramon Cooper, who is the uh, chef de mission of that team. He's going to be uh, taking over 48 athletes to South Korea um, starting at the end of this week, uh, competing in eight sports, 32 females, 16 males, aged between 14 and 18. But the exciting part about this Youth Olympic Games is already we've had 10 Australian youth team members go on to compete at the Winter Games. So as you said, the experience that these athletes get at the at these mixed multi-discipline sports and big events like this just goes on and, and it shows that they can compete at the highest level. What about the That'd honor, be incredible. I was going to say, Ken, what about the honour of, of, of wearing the green and gold at, at such a young age? I suppose that's a gives them a, a good motivation to reach the big times. Oh, it's huge. And and at the Winter Games as well, you, you get those five rings on, on your on your shirt, on your tracksuit. And it's huge. The green and gold, and then you add those five rings over the top of it. Yeah, that's something that you're going to hold on forever in a day. And it's just, it's, it's addictive. You want more. And so you want to compete at, at more games. So the the honour of, of wearing that green and gold is huge. And, and you don't actually realise how many people are actually watching. And, and when you're competing, you, a lot of the time you're just doing it. And the, the first time you might be doing it for yourself, but then you come home from those first games, you realise how many people that it's actually affected and, and how many people have been cheering you on and riding that emotional roller coaster with you. And, and you just want to do more of it after that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing these athletes you know, compete at Winter Games in, in years to come. Great opportunity for a number of our athletes last year, or late last year, with uh, the Pacific Games in the Solomon Islands, a team which you led. We loved catching up with Connor Murphy, a triple jump athlete, last week on the show. What was that experience like for you and, and the team that Australia sent to the Solomon Islands? The Pacific Games was huge. Five and a half thousand athletes across across the region. You know, for, for us, we only sent a team of 72 athletes, but the athletes that we took there had an amazing experience in sometimes were some challenging conditions it was really hot uh there was a you know there was a um some challenges getting to venues but at the same time they overcome all of them and competed incredibly well to the point where we got uh boxing qualified for the olympic games we'll send our biggest boxing team ever to paris uh archery ryan tyak who was our flag bearer at the pacific games uh, help qualify in the teams event there, so yeah, it's huge that we've um, that we've gone to Pacific Games, but it's also big for the Oceania region as well. That yeah, we we want to bring as long, as many Oceania countries along with us, and by Australia coming to, going to those games, it, um, a lot of countries will look at Australia and they'll look at some of the professionalism and and some of the warm ups and even down to the detail of that, and it it just takes it to that next level. In a very friendly games, though, um, we definitely don't go there and we, we don't win everything that's there. Um, we go there and we're, we're just a part of it and we're happy to be a part of it. We, we love being at the Pacific Games. Ken, tell me, uh, take me through your, uh, I suppose, change from athlete to now uh, management, if you call it that, uh, 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 in, in your role, being able to uh, help out the the athletes now, having been there and done that, how have you found the transition? Uh, the, I have actually really enjoyed the transition across it. I think I was one of the lucky ones that I was really content with my sport. Um, I was worked hard enough and I was lucky enough to compete at three Olympic Games myself and, and a few medals across that. And, and so when I was 
you know, getting towards the end of my career and uh, my family and we're having kids and I was very happy to to move on and to I've had some incredible experiences and I want to help other athletes share and, and find those own experiences for themselves. So I found that transition fairly easy. Like I competed in Rio, got a medal there, but then by Tokyo I was there as deputy chef for the Tokyo team and um, I've now got the honour as well under Anna to, uh, and along with quite a few other deputy chef commissions as well to go to Paris and our, our job really is to get the athletes to the start line um, in the best possible condition that they can be in. So the athletes have got a job to do and we can't make them do that job any better, but we can help them get to the start line in the best possible condition. So that's our that's our role there and it's how long's a piece of string really. Mm, yeah, exactly right. Um, tell me, quick turnaround though from Tokyo, the the three-year turnaround rather than the four-year cycle, has that been, uh, has that affected any athletes uh, or been advantageous for some of the athletes, perhaps who are the older crew that were looking to go again? I think it's been very advantageous for quite a number of people, the quick turnaround. It's, now, the, the Olympic Games is a very much an emotional roller coaster, but it's, um, the quick turnaround means that if you're paddling or if you're running and swimming, with any any discipline, if you're doing that really well three years ago, odds are you're doing it pretty decently now still. So the quick turnaround's really quite good. Um, we're looking at sending you know, that 460 to 480 athletes across to Paris. So it's going to be quite a quite a large team. Uh, we've got three selected so far, which is mm-hmm. really exciting. Um, open water swimming, Chelsea Gubeka, slalom athlete, so Jess Fox, and in sailing, Brianna Whitehead. So they know that they're already going, but the real challenge for a lot of our athletes is coming up in the next few months and in, in actually making the team. And in some ways, making the Australian Olympic team is probably some of the hardest races, the hardest competition mm-hmm. that you'll get to do. We don't put uh, tags on how many medals are expected anymore and, and for good reason and understandably so, but how strong a team are you expecting to see and, and some of the athletes who are performing at their very best around the world, not just this year but in, in the years most recently? We, yeah, definitely. We definitely don't put um, how many medals that, we, that we're going to win. Obviously, we want to win medals and obviously the athletes want to win medals as mm-hmm. well. But what we encourage and what we want to see out of the athletes is their is their best, mm-hmm. their personal best, or the best that they can possibly do on that day. And a lot of the time, that generally results in a medal as well. And if it's not resulting in a medal, it's resulting in an incredible experience for that athlete that's going to want to come back and compete and, and do it again, or or potentially you know, for some athletes, they're going to retire after these games but they're going to finish on an incredible experience. So we, we want them to have that. Uh, we had 99 athletes come home from Tokyo with medals yeah. out of a, a team side that's roughly the same. Yeah. Um, but saying that, we, we're not, the medals aren't, aren't the end because there's plenty of athletes out there that, that are going to get a fourth, they're going to get a fifth, they're going to get a tenth. And I encourage any person that's ever watching a screen or watching a, any sporting event to not look at the medals at that as athletes are going to win, but look at the faces and the emotion in those faces that the athletes are competing, and that's where the real medal is, and that's where and you can see how much it actually means to them 
for that and, and that emotion in that face. I was going to say, Ken, right, I picture this. Uh, you've got the chance to address the athletes. Uh, um, you know, it, it is, an, an incre- as you said, an incredible um, goal just to get to the Olympics uh, in the Australian team. Do you start out your uh, your speech by saying, back in my day? <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. I, I try to not refer back to my days whatsoever, but it also helps me understand what the athletes are thinking and what they're actually going through. Um, in Tokyo, I remember having conversations outside of rooms at you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night, and then we'll be up first thing in the morning chatting with athletes. And, and sometimes it's the conversations on the side that are probably the most valuable and the most important. Yeah. The ones that, you know, we, we can stand up and we can tell people how good the Olympics are and what, a, what an experience it is, but they need to experience it for themselves. Our, our role is just to help them along in that journey to, to get there. So it's, um, yeah, I definitely don't start off in back in my day. <laughs> Mate, I'll be no good then. <laughs> um, very good, Ken. We, look, it's a huge year and we know what goes into it and, and love getting an insight into just how big a logistical exercise it is for the Australian Olympic team and the Australian Olympic Committee. Uh, some new sports, breaking, sport climbing, skateboarding's there, surfing's there again. Now, that is a trip that I'm sure a lot of people will be looking forward to, heading out to Tahiti to cover a couple of days of surfing and on weather watch, but it's a, it's a fair way from Paris. So um, any decision as to who's splitting that time? Is that one you put your hand up for? <laughs> I'd love to put my hand up uh, for that one. It's, uh, it's going to be... Yeah, that, that's going to be quite an experience, and if the surf's on, yeah, that's going to be um, it's going to be really exciting. I know World Surfing Games are coming up, and Australia's going to try and qualify a couple of extra spots there as well. And so already we're we're sending a big team, big big surfing contingent over there, in, especially in comparison to some other countries. Um, but yeah, I, I'd love to put my hand up for that one, but um, I think that I'll be in Paris <laughs> whilst that's on. Good on you. Ken, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Good luck for the next few months and and everything heading into Paris, and hopefully we'll catch up again soon. Sounds good. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Ken Wallace from the Australian Olympic team, Deputy Chef de Michon ahead of Paris. Uh, We look forward to plenty of stories from some of the great athletes taking uh, their trip towards Paris. We'll take a quick break. Heroes and villains after this. Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show. Clarky Loz will be back Monday, January 22. Ben Way hosting with them and then Mido a week following that. He'll be back January 29, fresh and fired up ahead of a massive 2024. We just caught up with Ken Wallace, an Olympic Games gold medalist uh, from his time competing, but now part of the leadership within the Australian Olympic team. And a text just through. Great interview with Mr. Wallace. What a refreshing take on the Olympics. Very formal, Mr. Wallace. Mm. Wonder if they're uh, they're friends of some sort. I wonder if they're trying to get on the on the uh, on the team. <laughs> Not a bad one. Uh, this from Graham. Let's do it, Packers. Australia's team, uh, and another one. Go pack, go. There are a lot of texts that we've seen the past couple of weeks. Um, uh, right behind the Packers, and they. Who's your top two? Who who goes through the Super Bowl? Will. Forty uh, Niners. I think I think they will make it through on their side. Yep. Uh, who goes through? I mean, because it, it, it's, I mean, it, it's it's massive as we know, and we see by the texts on the on the uh, this morning that people have their opinions of as to um, as to who's coming through. Forty um, uh, Niners on on to go again. Yeah, I think I think they'll make it through. I, 
they're favoured. Their team's so deep. Their offence is going well. Defence going well as well. Ah, do we go? I put you on the spot. Yeah, mate, Chiefs and Bills. Uh, bear with me. We'll go through these markets and we'll come back to it. Um, or the fixtures, rather. Um, so Packers Cowboys, that's coming up in about four minutes' time. Then the Rams are at the Lions from midday Australian Eastern Daylight. Um, and then tomorrow the Steelers at the Bills and the Eagles at the Buccaneers. The Eagles are probably the, uh, the frustrating one at the moment, just the way that they've been going. Um, this one here, heroes would be colour signed Senior and Sebastian Loeb coming 1-2 in the Dakar. Proving the older drivers have still got it. Over 10 World Rally Championships between them. Villains would be the American officials, NFL, NBA, etc. Take the microphone off them and the egos would go away. That's from Marty from Bathurst. Uh, the NBA in particular at the moment with an, an issue in regards to fans' discontent with the NBA officiating and just how prominent they're... Uh, there, they are in the storylines. Jason Tatum ejected yesterday for arguing a no call. Just the latest uh, in that one. Uh, this one from the Toothless Tiger. Morning, gents. Hero, Dino Prismich. What a great match. Saved six match points against a wounded champion. But what a great match. Kubler deserves an honourable mention too. Villain, this rain spoiled my golf plans for yesterday. <laughs> Not looking good for the week or weekend. I mow lawns and no work. Doesn't help the bank or tab balance. Ask Davo for some wet trackers because it looks like a lean week work-wise. The Toothless Tiger with that. Um, then uh, where are we? Hi, boys. Welcome back. The villain this week, the Bills, who despite having a playoff game, moved to snow, haven't incorporated a roof in their new stadium plans. The heroes are rookie CJ Stroud and the Texans could prove a handful for the Ravens in the divisional round next week. Uh, so that there on the text line, 0419767272. BBL results, Adelaide needed a win to secure finals and did so by nine wickets. That was at Monica Oval. The test match coming up, Stu thinks it's going to be a 2-0 win for Australia. That test on Wednesday, that really interested to see Steve Smith at the top of the order. I think that's the biggest one. Yeah, it? looking forward to it. Uh, well, even Cam Green, uh, is he going to bat order. four? Or, yeah. or, or as, as Stewie said, does, does Travis Head go to four? Um, how much do you change a winning lineup? Um, to to accommodate one one person, that's always the the debate in sport. You know, moving a a player to strengthen somewhere else to do your week in that area. So, does Green come into um, does Green come into that four spot? It looks like he will. Uh, again, he and Mitch Marsh are, are quite similar players as well. Who's going to feel in Gully? I think uh, I mean Cam, Cam Green, Green. Yeah, is a, is like a is like a panther. Yeah, in, he's good in the Gully. Um, whereas um, the Bison may be able to fit somewhere else, you know, around, around the track there. But, you know, and they've got so many options to choose from this Australian yeah. cricket team at the moment. Um, and then you've got really, what, four, four five, you've got six bowlers now. You know, yeah. And then yeah, Labashane Smith it? can throw some spin if they need to. But um, judging by what Stewie said, I don't think they'll need that. I don't know how strong the West Indies are going to be. They might have moved Green into the slips with Warner not there anymore and, and leave Marsh at Gully. Um, but we look forward to that on Wednesday. Um Dallas dollar twenty six with Tab Green Bay three ninety. That's the head to head market. Green Bay giving away a seven and a half or getting a seven and a half head start. So that match very close to kicking off. Uh, it is almost eight thirty through New South Wales and the ACT seven thirty through Queensland, and we're off the back of a great January Cup win from Naval College, and of course an enormous weekend on the Gold Coast with the Magic Millions and twenty five thousand people attending the races there, and a great day. Uh, Storm Boy, a huge winner. And uh, it was great to get Ali Mosley and Adam Pengelly's thoughts on that. We will take a break for the news and be back with plenty more. 
Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show, Monday the 15th of January. Will Davies and Matt Burke with you. Berkey, always a delight to have you in here. Uh, a lot of great sport taking place. We've spoken about the Big Bash, the tennis, the Premier League this morning, Tottenham and Manchester United 2-2. The Asian Cup has started. Jason Maloney, a big win. Uh, great racing across New South Wales and also Queensland on the weekend. Racing today, Dubbo, Musselbrook, Warwick in Queensland. The NFL has just kicked off between... Dallas and Green Bay. The golf continues. The Sony Open over in the US. And Tommy Fleetwood, a winner at the Dubai International Australian Open Day 2 today. An unusual turn of events from what we're used to, but I liked it yesterday, having tennis on the Sunday. The crowds responded uh, so much at this time of year to really get stuck into. Uh, how are you? Uh, Happy New Year, all yeah. the rest. What, uh, what, what's been one of your favourite yarns over the weekend? Well, I think the um, I mean the tennis is always a, a good start, isn't it? We saw Novak Djokovic last night push to four sets uh, for, from a, a young guy called Dino Prismic and then 18-year-old. Um, and we spoke to uh, Roger Rashid this morning about sort of, you know, the presence on the court, you mm. know, and, and having that... As he said, you can go out there with a bit of free will because you know you're, you know you're going to lose against the world number one. Um, that, that's that, that's a given. But uh, he stole a set from him. He played some yep. he played some good tennis, um, and he certainly won some hearts, um, you know, down in Melbourne and obviously around the world. Uh, at the same time, uh, we're looking at a couple of the the women who, who smashed it last night. Sabalenka uh, was was ruthless, winning six love six one. Uh, big games today for a couple of Aussies going through. So at least at least a couple will advance. Alexi mm-hmm. Popperin and Mark Polmans will face off today. Alexander Vukic and also Jordan Thompson. And then tonight, obviously, uh, it's it's the rise and rise of Alex Dimonor, number ten in the world now, taking on Mios Moranich. Um, should get through. Yeah, um, we'll find. I, I think we'll get uh, through. I'm going to say that. I we'll, we'll get, get through. through. Yeah. What, in, in three, you reckon? Good enough for three? Yeah, I think so. I'd hope three. Yes, you can understand three one as uh, as, as Roger alluded to too. If Ranić gets, it might be a long firing. three. Yeah, and that's got to be good for him in a little way too. Just getting the legs going, but yeah. the more energy he can conserve, knowing that he'll have to take some of the big dogs really deep and mm. run them around, he'll he'll need he'll need the legs, but he's got them. And you just want that sometimes, you know, when the when the it's interesting the other day when they when they did the um, they did the draw. Mm-hmm. He says, "I don't watch the draw. Yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't see it. I don't watch it. I don't get the anticipation of sort of you know running a race before the race." He said, well, "Whatever comes comes." And mm-hmm. and I'm up against Rainich. The last time they played, he was 18 years old. He won. He said, "You'll watch that game uh, to get a few pointers." But you know that that time from when he was 18 to what he is now, obviously a few years ago, and, and, and Rainich has been injured for a little while. Um, uh, and when, he's, when he said he's been injured, not hitting a tennis ball at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got some, um, I suppose, some yards to, to fill in that role. Um, but Alex Demonor has, has had a, a great run the last, I suppose, couple of weeks with that United Cup and the wins that he had there over uh, some, obviously, uh, Djokovic was one and then a couple other big, uh, big games as well. Um, so hopefully he can go through, hold yeah. that Aussie flag. And, and um, you know, it's been 17 years. Uh, it's quite incredible since an Australian's been in the top 10. That was Leighton Hewitt. That is incredible, isn't it? 2006, uh, yeah, we were lucky with Ash Barty for a number of years and, and how well she performed having that iconic player to, to watch and pin our hopes to from an Australian perspective. But today, Alexi Popierin takes on Mark Polmans. The winner of that will take on Djokovic in the second round. Uh, 
so we wish them both well. That side of the Drogam on fees uh, is lurking potentially in the third round. Or Andy Murray uh, or Echeverry from Argentina. So a couple of names there to watch out for. But catching up with Roger Rashid before, uh, he likes Popperin to beat Polmans. He likes Thompson to beat Vukic in two All-Australian clashes. He does like Demonor to win tonight. He likes Medvedev in straight sets. Uh, Medvedev playing this morning. Uh, Dominic Team to win that matchup against Felix Auger-Aliassime of Canada and Naomi Osaka to win her match against Carolina Garcia. A, uh, a feast of tennis from Melbourne Park today and we look forward to that. Um, touching on some of the basketball results from over the weekend as well. Um, a good win for the Sydney Kings and a return to form. They needed that one. Jalen Adams with a uh, career high for him in the NBL. Um, towards the business end of the NBL. But great to see a record crowd um, for the pink hoops clashes in Sydney. Mm. Um, the Kings and a few other teams. There's a bit of a logjam in the middle of the NBL ladder. 11-11 um, the records. Um, around 16 starts on Wednesday with South East Melbourne hosting Adelaide. But Cairns 111 beating Adelaide 101. Perth 100 beat South East Melbourne 79 on Saturday. And then yesterday Brisbane 110 beat Illawarra 103. Tyler Harvey with 29 for the Hawks. Nathan Sobey, 25 for Brisbane. Um, and as mentioned in the Premier League, Tottenham 2, Manchester United 2. Manchester City 3 beats uh, Newcastle 2. Um, and in the NFL, it is in the first minute of the playoff game between Green Bay and Dallas. Green Bay has the ball to start. It is nil-nil. Uh, no scores within that first minute. So uh, we'll keep across that this morning. And also tomorrow, that Bills and Steelers match was postponed uh, to tomorrow. We're also saying congratulations, Berkey, to Jason Maloney, mm. who defended his bantamweight world title by majority decision over Saul Sanchez in Quebec, Canada. Uh, great win for Maloney. Um, the main event on that card was Arda Better Biev, who beat Callum Smith to retain his unified light heavyweight titles. An absolute battering. Um, he delivered Smith's corner, ended it in round seven after sustained brutal punishment. Um, also on that card, Aussie Rowan Murdoch was stopped against Canadian super middleweight star Christian Mbili. That was ferocious from Mbili. So uh, Murdoch, certainly tough in defeat, but uh, but brutal stuff over in Quebec. Where does James Maloney go from here? Uh Will? Jason Maloney. Um, Jason Maloney. Different story if we're talking James Maloney, yes. yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, couldn't tell you where James Maloney ever goes. Jason, <laughs> though. Um, well, they're looking at a, a unification, um, potentially, against Emmanuel Rodriguez. He beat Maloney five years ago. Uh, a split decision result. It was one of only two losses that Maloney has uh, has suffered. The other against uh, Inouye. So, um, yeah, they'll be looking towards that, and, and that should be a good one. Certainly some... Uh, scores to settle mm. from Maloney's camp. Uh, a slightly contentious decision, a lot of people thought. Uh, it'll be a good year for Aussie boxers. Tim, uh, Tim's you potentially fighting a little bit later. So, um, yeah, a lot to like, I think, uh, in in the world of boxing. But in the golf, Berkey, the Sony Open at Honolulu. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood won Dubai International. Uh, score update over in the Sony Open. Yeah, it's, uh, 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 Poston has um, and Yuan are both at 14 under with Russell Henley and also Grayson Murray. So it's a jam-packed leaderboard at the top there at the moment. Uh, Keegan Bradley's uh, just dropped one back now, so he's at 13 under. So those uh, are guys are on still got you know at least half of the the uh, the round to go. So um, there'll be some movement there at the Sony Open. Cam Davis, uh, as we said earlier, it was tied for 47th. 
uh, and he's just dropped a bit further than that as well. So uh, tough uh, for the Aussie at the moment. Um, oh, pardon me, tied for 29th. So uh, he's, he's sitting at nine under, uh, away a little off the pace at the moment. Uh, Big Sports Breakfast Lunch will be uh, not too far away. March 15th, a reminder, Allianz Stadium, the new venue and new date. Uh, tickets are available at allianzstadium.com.au slash BSB Lunch. Uh, Clark in Laws will be back Monday, January 22, so a week away. Until then, we do have the BSB Summer Show. And Heroes and Villains this morning, 0419-767-272. Noodle says, good morning, boys. My villain is the Thunder. I was at the game last night, and it was a dismal performance against the Strikers. My heroes are the Kings and Melbourne United in the NBL this weekend. Uh, Thunder have had a bad season in the BBL. They are out of contention. Look like they're going to win the Wooden Spoon for finishing last. Uh, the Do you win the Wooden Spoon? Well, you, I suppose you don't, do you? No, you don't. <laughs> you get handed the Wooden Spoon. <laughs> Um, the Sixers and Scorchers now just working out who finishes second, who finishes third. But uh, Brisbane Heat have been locked into that final for mm. a while. Have you enjoyed the Big Bash? Well, they, they go down to Carrara as well now. Yeah. So, um, you know, with, with scheduling uh, indifferences. And, and look, they, they were, they've, they've been talking about how good the Gabba is for them. And it's a, it's a quicker wicket, a bit more bounce. Uh, and that white ball certainly seems to ping uh, off the pitch, you know, quite well. And obviously, you know, conversely off the bat when they've, these blokes are hitting, uh, you know, sixes left, right, and centre. Um, they go down to Carrara where the record is not that flash. I think it's two out of seven. So, um, yeah, they went across to Perth the other day. The, the Heat after winning in uh, in Brisbane and they lost that game. So, you know, again, as Stewie Clark mentioned this morning, Perth in Perth, Scorchers in Perth is a tough proposition. And uh, you know, if they can um, uh, talk about the Heat, that is, uh, if they can get a run in, at Carrara, obviously. Uh, they they get that home advantage, but you know the Scorchers have been in amongst that BBL finals for I think eleven of the thirteen years that's been running. So you know they are an incredible outfit, and especially over there. So um, look, it's good it's good cricket. You know mm. it, it's diff- it's different cricket. You know we we go from that Pakistan series where um, you know there was a bit of rain around in Sydney, and and interesting Usman Khawaja picked that there will be a result even with a day sort of you know lost. Um, just a different format of, of, of cricket. And I, I like the uh, initiative they, they show from, you know, the men and the women that um, the shots that are played 360 now, you know, around, around the yeah. track. I mean, and, and having grown up playing cricket, it was always sort of, you know, elbow high, straight bat, you know, bat, bat and pad together. Now it's just like do your best um, and find some runs. And, and watching uh, the... Um, What's the word? Their, their, their ability to make up shots, mm-hmm. uh, the ingenuity is just quite incredible. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, the the the, the battery is one thing. The, I'd hate to be a bowler, but in saying that, um, our two best bowlers in the Australian team picked up a fortune yeah. over in the IPL. The importance becomes even more so, doesn't it? Mm. The uh, the Big Bash will continue tonight. The Stars versus the Hurricanes, the Scorchers, and the Sixers play tomorrow night in uh, an interesting clash, and then the Thunder finish on Wednesday versus the Renegades. We did have some retirements over the weekend. Aaron Finch and Sean Marsh. Sean Marsh announcing his and Aaron Finch uh, finishing his career. Um, And the Socceroos, a 2-0 win over India in the Asian Cup. Um, Good to see them start their tournament well, but there was a lot of uh, disquiet amongst football (laughs) fans about the way that they attacked um, and the uh, continuing theme of where the goals are coming from. But Jackson Irvine and Jordan boss the goals. Australia next plays Syria on Thursday night, let's say 10.30pm 
AEDT kickoff. Then Uzbekistan on Tuesday night the following week. Mm. Um, Uzbekistan and Syria drew nil-nil in their opening clash last night. Uh, I suppose, I I was going to say, Will, I suppose mm. that the hard part about that is, you know, someone like Geordie Boss comes in. He's a young bloke. Had some opportunities uh, previous in some of the qualifiers. Um, uh, But then you're looking at, you know, so Geordie Boss has taken sort of, you know, as his Bayich thereabouts of of his role. Mm -hmm. And as his Bayich was was part of that 2015 win uh, under Ange Postacoglu. So there's only a couple of blokes there, he and Matt Ryan. Um, But there's always a... a, There's always a a generation to come through. And and you've got to find your feet. So... Mm -hmm. Yes, it's harsh um, that they perhaps didn't have the polished performance that everyone's expecting to put sort of, you know, maybe four or five past India. But, you know, they got, uh, they got a result. So I suppose in one way you've got to say tick the box. But we are harsh here in Australia. If, if, the, if the performance is not up to scratch, um, we're, we're quite critical of, of even if we get a result at the same time. So, you know, look for Geordie Boss maybe scoring some more. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's certainly worked into that role where he's, um, somewhat new to the team, um, but uh, you know he's a he's an exciting young lad. The Green Bay Packers have scored first in their NFL playoff clash with Dallas. Aaron Jones running it in, and it is a six-nil lead. Uh, the point after still to come, um, or the two-point conversion, if that's the way that they go. But Green Bay on top early in the NFL playoffs. Of course, you can watch the NFL live in your tab app, and that'll include the second of the two NFL playoff games today. Uh, following this one, it is the Rams at the Lions from midday Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Seven nil, the score. Green Bay leading Dallas. Uh, it is eight fifty-two Australian Eastern Daylight Time and seven fifty-two through Queensland. Massive day on the Gold Coast with the Magic Millions on the weekend and with the January Cup at Rose Hill on Saturday too. We'll take a quick break and preview the racing shows after this. As we mentioned, and we've gone been through a couple of times already with Ali Mosley. Uh, speaking about how good the run was um, as Dave Stanley wanders into the studio. Um, and we'll get his thoughts on, on the run. Just a dominant display, uh, Will. And as you said, 25,000 people yep. uh, up on the Gold Coast there. And, and so it is just a, an enormous event. Massive figures through the sales as well. And we'll see if we can uh, get that line back with David, but uh, a bit tricky with that delay. Uh, on the text line, gents, the BBL, I think, is absolutely sensational. Every night, great skills. Mm. I feel for those who don't watch. Uh, what do you watch each night? Uh, Friends reruns. That's Scott from <laughs> Bris Vegas. Um, and uh, plenty more on the text on this morning. But Dave Stanley does join us across Sky Sports Radio. Dave, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Will. Good morning, morning Berkey. Morning, How are Dave. we, gentlemen? Oh, well, and you? Very, very good. good. Um, we saw pretty, something pretty special, which we're going to touch on in Punters Postmortem with Storm Boy. Yeah. So Dominic Byrne is, uh, with a lot of our listeners, racing listeners would know, is a extremely good judge. Uh, and he put it on social media yesterday that Storm Boy, uh, destined to be champion two-year-old if uh, this season, if he maintains yesterday performance, the IWS computer, which is the the, the racing um, you know stats and mm-hmm. information, data, everything's put in there, it actually uh, rates him the highest Magic Millions two-year-old winner ever, mm-hmm. even topping Dance Hero. Wow. So Dance Hero was another horse trained by Gay, uh, with Chris Munson in the saddle, very, very good horse, but he was ultra impressive. And it was probably more for me, yes, he had to work to get to that position, but then even with 100 to go, when it looked like Highness was sort of going to peel off his back and sprint, he's actually starting to pull away again. So uh, he's a he's a pretty special horse. And it was good to see Adam Hieronymus on the plane 
yesterday holding the trophy. Had the uh, the Storm Boy hat on, and he was uh, well and truly enjoying the moment still. With that ranking, though, Dave, does that put extra pressure on trainer, owner's uh, jockey? Uh, no, I don't think so. Extra not... dollars in the pocket. Extra yes. dollars, yeah. <laughs> uh, not, not with uh, Waterhouse Bot team. Yeah. Because they've, I think they're used to being in this position before. Yeah. But I would say, look out, 450 Was $6 favourite for the Magic Millions mm-hmm. with Tab straight after. Then obviously a, a flurry of money and into four dollars fifty. Do you want to be taking four fifty a young two year old horse with so much to come around the corner? Probably not my cup of tea because there's a lot of water to roll under the bridge. But there will be people out there that will be wanting to invest their money now and take it. It's a bit. It's kind of a bit like when, when you get a situation like, look, you know, do you think the Panthers can go? Again and win another comp. Do you want to take two dollars? Do you want to wait all that? There'll be people out there that'll go. Yep, I'm putting it in multis. I'm going to do it. As I said, not my cup of tea. I'd rather find something now to get the cash now, Berkey, to <laughs> invest uh, or, or go and buy something. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 pretty special what we saw on Saturday, which sometimes doesn't always happen with those uh, Magic Millions races because obviously it's a sales race, limited pool of horses which can target. So I think we've, yeah, we've seen a really good tier, I will. I'm still pondering what your cup of tea might actually look like, Dave Stanley. What about Naval College? Fancy that on the weekend? I can't believe the track record. Uh, it broke a track record that has stood for many, many moons. I know that Darren Flindell tweeted they went something like six lengths faster than Octagonal's uh, record, which was set, what, back in the early 90s. Yeah. So it was very, very impressive. Jet Stanley, uh, I think that was a sensational ride for him. Obviously, down the weights... With the claim, very, very good. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a good day on the punt. There were a fair few well-backed horses getting up on Saturday. So if you followed the money, you would have had a uh, a good Saturday. Big day ahead. How do people get involved? Thirteen fifty three fifty three. Will the thirteen fifty three fifty three is the open line number, or you can text on the text line oh four one nine seven six seven two seven two. So uh, today on the show, Michael Maxworthy, who was a part of our Queensland coverage, Gator. Uh, David Gately will join us on Punters Postmortem. He was on Sky Racing 1 this weekend. And Chris Roots will have all the latest in news. Duff will be back in Feb. So when Thoroughbred Weekly returns mm-hmm. is when we will see Ron Duffercy appear. He'll just appear out of nowhere. Very good. Dave Stanley coming up on Sky Sports Radio. Dave, thank you to you. No, have thank you. Morning. Thank you, Will. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> How's he going, Berkey? He's going well. He's going good. He's he's uh, He's got some dulcet tones about him. He does. And... and... He knows the show. He knows the show. Knows the, knows the script. No, here we go. Just he rolling knows. along. Um, no. Berkey, thank you to you. Uh, we need to pick a winner for Heroes yes. and Villains, Berkey, and that yes. is bestowed upon your broad shoulders. Well, Marty from Bathurst. Uh, Heroes will be Carlos Sainz Sr. Sebastian Loeb uh, in the Dakar Rally, proving that older drivers have still got it. Uh, and then also following on from your uh, villain would be the American officials, the NFL, the NBA, etc taking the microphone off them, and the egos would go away. So, um, uh, Marty from Bathurst, well done to you, sir. Heroes and villains. Very good. Thank you to you, Berkey. Always a pleasure. In the NFL, it remains 7-0 Green Bay. Dallas just punting uh, with four minutes remaining in the first quarter. So, have a wonderful Monday. We'll be back from 6 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Josh Reynolds joining me tomorrow. We'll uh, have a look at all things NRL as well as everything Australian Open, Cricket, NFL, and beyond. Berkey, have a great day. Thanks, And also to everyone out there.